Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What kind of dog was it? Uh, a small chihuahua, I learned afterwards. Oi. Chihuahuas are so mean. You know, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> the only time I've been bit at the people's court was by a chihuahua. <laughs> This is the plaintiff, David Maul. He says he was taking a walk when the defendant's vicious chihuahua came at him and attacked one of his ankles, biting it, and then the other. His ankle had a puncture wound which swelled up to the size of a golf ball. The louse gave him a fake number. He called animal control, so there was a record of it. Now he has thousands of dollars in medical bills and is suing the defendant for the $5,571.73. He's out. This is the defendant, Nils Ranikev. He says his cousin, who was visiting from Norway, was walking his rescue chihuahua when the plaintiff approached them with his dog in an aggressive way. He doesn't know if he was power walking or what, but he got tangled up in the dog's leash. He got scared and nipped at his ankles. The plaintiff went berserk, berated his poor Norwegian cousin, and now was seeking over $5,000 for a little nip from an eight-pound dog? Please. He's accused of failing to control an animal. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum. The People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Milian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Mall, what happened? Yeah, I was going for a walk on the neighborhood and saw the defendants with uh, two other uh, colleagues walking two dogs. Um, and as I approached, I took a wide berth onto the, uh, the grass. Um, when did this happen? This was back in October of 2019? Yes, yeah, so on a Friday after, or Friday early evening, yes. Okay. Um, so you took a wide berth, and they're on the sidewalk, and you go where? So I go off to the right, to the right of the sidewalk. The defendant and his two colleagues are coming towards me. How many feet away from the sidewalk were you when, as you were oh, trying to walk past? Three, about two or three feet, about midway between the sidewalk and the, and the street. Okay, so go on. What happens? Um, so I took that wide berth. Um, the defendant and the two colleagues were walking towards me. Um, the smaller dog was on a leash, um, but it was a retractable leash, and about, uh, I'd estimate, 10 to 15 feet of that leash was extended, um, and the dog came running at me, um, grabbed onto my left ankle, bit me. Um, I tried to back up more, and the dog- What kind of dog was it? Uh, a small chihuahua, I, I learned afterwards. Oi. Chihuahuas are so mean. You know, go ahead. <laughs> the only time I've been bit at the people's court was by a chihuahua. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, so I backed up. It, it released my left ankle, but then came after and um, bit me on the, the back of my right ankle. So I grabbed the leash and 
physically pulled the dog away and had him swinging from the leash and flung him into the grass, into the, um, the yard that was to the left, um, you know, about five or seven feet just to get away. Okay. I guess it worked. And then what happened? So I was uh, quite upset with, uh, with him and uh, let him know that and asked for um, you know, his name and his phone number so I could take care of the medical bills, which I knew were coming. Um, at that point in time, he gave me the story about his, his cousin, and he didn't speak English. He was, was the cousin who was actually holding that leash. He said he was visiting from where? Somewhere in Scandinavia. I don't remember exactly where. But I remember it was somewhere in... And he was the one who was holding the leash for the dog? Yes, correct. Okay, why don't you tell me, Mr. Reniklov, what happened? So, um, we had recently rescued this this eight-pound chihuahua, Sophie. We made sure that, you know, it was all up to date on its shots. Uh, My cousin came in from Norway. He speaks perfect, fluent English, by the way. And my dad came in from out of town as well, so we had a nice family get-together. Um, we decided to take a walk early that Friday evening. And uh, about 100 yards down from my house, um, the eight-pound chihuahua, Sophie, had to, had to go do her business. So she uh, went into the neighbor's yard, did her business. The leash was retracted about 10 feet. As I'm picking up the, uh, the waste in the neighbor's yard, uh, my cousin is basically positioned in between the defendant approaching us and uh, myself picking up the, uh, the, the, the waste. And the dog, after doing her business, she starts barking and then starts charging past my cousin towards the defendant, who really made no effort to get out of the way. He, uh, he was apparently fast walking towards us, which I think was probably threatening to the dog. Now, your dog uh, ends up biting him you don't deny that, right? Your dog bit him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say the dog nipped him on the ankle. Okay. When, well, you when... ended up in the ER, right, Mr. Mall? Yes. Uh, so I called my wife. Um, well, after I called the police to take the information, I called my wife who took me to the emergency room. They treated me that night, um, You know, cleaned it up, gave me the tetanus shot, and then advised me to go see my primary care physician. Did you know whether this dog had had its shots or you just... Did... Because typically, if you ask and you get proof, then you don't even have to have that shot. I don't think. But anyway, yeah. No, I. But I don't. I don't. Nobody's going to listen to the dog owner whose dog just nipped them. Say, ah, don't worry, my dog has their shot. You would have to pony up the papers. Uh, I don't know that we got that far. Which I did. When did you show the papers? Uh, When the police arrived. Yeah, and when was that in relation to the bite? About about an hour later. Oh, that's pretty soon. All right, so you end up going to the emergency room. You rack up a bill of medical costs of about 2,000-something dollars, and the rest of your lawsuit is for pain, suffering, and anxiety. How long are you in the in the emergency room over these wounds? Probably about an hour and a half. Okay. Do you have... I, I see that you submitted pictures of the wounds. First of all, let's go through these pictures. This is a picture, actually, of the defendant, right? So you took pictures of the the folks who were walking the dog. And why did you take pictures of them? Um, so, uh, yeah, at, at, at the time of the incident, um, you know, I asked for a name and phone number. Um, the first phone number he gave me was a false phone number, so I knew I needed some evidence. How do you know? Who was there. Because I, I tried How to call did you know that the, the first... Time. And? So I had, my, I had my cell phone with me. You tried me to number. call it at the time, and what? And as it was dialing, 
Um, he said, oh, no, no, that's the wrong number. Okay. And All right, so you took a right. picture I, to I make sure you'd be able to identify. What number did you give? I did, did not give the wrong phone number. He, he typed in the wrong phone number. I, okay. All right, either way. Wait a minute. Number. Wait, 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 wait. Just stop talking. Is this the bite we're talking about, Mr. Mall? Yeah, that's that's this the second bite. That's when I actually pulled the dog off my leg. That's why it's scraped like that. But yes, that's the second bite. That is not what it looked like. Th that is at the site. <laughs> um, that, 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 at is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Stop yes. talking. Is this it? Are these your wounds? Yes, I'm looking at your wounds. This one. Yes. And the other one. That's it. That's what we're talking about. Correct. And that turns into a five thousand dollar lawsuit. Roughly 2700 Half of that is about what the doctors charge. That's medical uh, costs in this country. One thing to point out first was, you know, a couple of months later, he texted me that the, uh, that the doctor bills were $2,700. You know, I, I assume that that was either a joke or he was just trying to intimidate, you know, to try and draw some money out of me. Did you ask him to send you the medical bills, the hospital bills? Because, you know, hospital bills do I get... did not. I, I, right. I, I didn't think there would, would have been any need my, for my, Yeah, well, that's how you substantiate. If it, there's none so blind as he who will not see. Um, now, my understanding, Douglas, is that we actually have a witness all the way from Norway? That is absolutely correct, Your Honor. One of the few fine things about COVID is I can get myself a, Nor a, a, a witness all the way from another country at the Here. snap of my fingers. All right, what is your name, sir? Shell Perongleve. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call you sir. Uh, can you can you can you swear the witness in Douglas, please? Absolutely, Yarna. Can I get you please to raise your right hand? You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. Yes, I do. All right, sir. All right. So you were here on a trip, and why don't you tell me what happens with the dog? Okay, uh, we we went from his house about 10 minutes after I arrived because the dog needed to go out. Uh, and I was taking the, the small dog. And uh, as uh, Neil stated, it had to do her business. So I released the leech about two or three meters. She, she did uh, her business and uh, Nils went up to clean it up. And as I hold the, the tight, uh, uh, tight uh, leech, uh, she had a bark or, or two, uh, and then uh, then uh, run uh, towards the uh, plaintiff, and then uh, the dog went uh, around him from where I was standing, uh, and ended up on his right side, and and uh, did uh, two or three nips before he was uh, okay. uh, thrown away. I got it. I'm showing you this picture, and um, is that the way his injury looked that day after the nip? No, it, it was white, a surface scratch. All right, so maybe it took a... If, I think we're getting hung up on this. Um, okay, all right, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, sir, and um, you can stay or you can go. I don't know how this... We, we, with the, through the marvel of technology, you can stay or you can go, but I'm moving on with my two litigants. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mr. Mall, a couple things, okay? You are suing for the entire bill, which was paid by insurance, not for your deductible, because in your words, why should he benefit from my insurance? You understand that the law would never allow you to have double recovery, that that would be insurance fraud. Uh, if, in yeah, fact, a court how. of law gives you the full amount, you must send it to the insurance company or it's insurance fraud. You can't get paid twice. So okay. I just want to yeah, say I that. I wanted to point that out because the issue came up. So I got to be honest with you. Um, and here's where the problem lies, okay? I look at your injuries and my first reaction is, oh, what a baby. Because they just don't look that bad. And that's what you're thinking, Right. But here's where the problem lies whenever there's a dog, is you're worried about rabies. You're worried about, and I realize that pretty soon you brought up the paperwork, but I, I don't want to, I'm going to go and get my tetanus shot if I'm not up to date on my tetanus shot. And they will never know if you're up to date, so they'll just give you the tetanus shot. Now, you have two defenses. One is, oh, this is just ridiculous. And your other is, hey, he's power walking at me. He's being aggressive. I need you to understand that you're in the fine state of Florida, where I am also from. And Florida is one of the states that has a strict liability law, which means that the presumption is always, unless he's like poking a stick at your chihuahua, the he's doing what he has a right to do, power walking he has a right to do. The presumption is always that you will have to pay the bill of whatever happens, the reasonable bills, okay? I cannot stress enough how important it is for everyone within the sound of my voice to go on the internet right now if they have a dog and walk their dog, or their dog has any contact with anybody, to go on the internet right now and figure out if they are in a strict liability state. Because maybe it makes a difference on whether you do this, which I always see dog owners do, less paranoid dog owners, dog owners who aren't like me, who don't spend all day doing dog cases, okay? I never have my dog anywhere near another person. If another person is walking up, I start to take my dog and pull them in a different direction. I just do. And when they say, can I pet your dog? I'm like, oh, she's so skittish. You know, I just, and I know that it, it's a part of a dog's so socialization, but then, yeah, then you might end up having to pay consequences, okay? Um, so really, the issue becomes, did he overreact by going to an ER when a strange dog that's not his dog bites him? You know, he made a comment earlier that was very on point. He said, hey, this is the ridiculous cost of medical care in the U.S. I mean, it's, he's sort of right about that. So there are some things that I do have to question you about, like $2,700 in pain and suffering, because that I do have to look at how much you got, how much pain you were in and how much you suffered. And that's when I look at a scratch and a teeny little wound. Prove it. Well, Prove to so, me two thousand seven hundred something dollars in pain and suffering. So I walk every every uh, day now. When I see another dog, it's always in the back of my mind that this dog is going to come at me and attack me. Yeah, it should be. Um, Frankly, yeah. it should be in the back of everybody's mind whenever they walk by an animal that the animal is an animal. That should be in the back of everybody's mind. Show me two thousand seven hundred dollars in pain and suffering. Go ahead. Anything yeah, else? So it's 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 more the anxiety and just knowing that uh, this can happen again. Okay, so I'm looking at the text from that night, and um, it says from you, sir. Again, these are the texts that you provided from the defendant. It says, sir, again, I apologize. 
for the incident with the dog. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And then you respond four days later and say, when I receive the ER and doctor's bills, I will let you know the amount so you can reimburse those expenses. And then you also say, as you are aware by now, I elected not to pursue the case through animal control. Please don't make me regret that decision and keep your animal under control so it doesn't happen again. I wouldn't say it's the friendliest text exchange. <laughs> then you say on January 19th, I've received all the doctor and ER bills when your dog bit me. The total is 2697 Let me know how you would like to pay. And then I guess that he ghosts. He, you don't have any more communication, and then you file the lawsuit. All right. Correct. Uh, as I go over all these bills, uh, what I am reducing it is the actual bill from the hospital and the actual bill from the doctors and the amount of the CVS costs, and that ends up being $2,799. I want to repeat what I am saying to you right now. The only thing that you get to keep from that is the amount that you're out of pocket. Anything else is going to the insurance company. Do you understand that? Because otherwise it's insurance fraud. Okay, good luck, gentlemen. And please try to keep your dog away from other people who have a right to power walk as aggressively as they want. In fact, they have a right to run. Retractable leashes are a terrible idea because as your cousin was testifying, oh, you can let go, but then you got to like, you know, you don't have time to react. They're a horrible idea. I don't recommend them. I suggest, especially if you have a dog who's protective and a nipper, I do not recommend retractable leashes. Good luck to both of you. So the judge finds for the plaintiff $2,700. How about that? The defendant is still with us, Mr. Ronikev. Let me ask you a quick question. I'm sure you were shocked when you when you initially saw the doctor's bill, right? Uh, yes, I was. I was very shocked with that. How do you feel now that you, that the judge has determined you you have to give him $2,700? Well, one thing I'd like to point out is is that he. Uh, the condition of his leg, as, as minimal as it looked in the pictures, wasn't even to that extent at the scene. So I looked like he doctored some some stuff up to make it look worse <laughs> for the photo. Um, Listen, your your witness right. is still on the line with us from from Norway. Let me ask you about this, a similar incident like this. If it happened in Norway, what would you do there? Do you have a court like this, a small claims court in Norway? Uh, for, for small incidents, we have another kind of instance that, uh, uh, that uh, is not the court because it uh, shuffles away the, the small cases, and it would probably end up with something like that. Well, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm sure you're learning a little bit about the court system here in the United States. Listen, thank you very much for, uh, for participating. Let me ask you, Mr. Maul, you're going to get $2,700 now. Uh, you don't get to keep all of that, as the judge pointed out, correct? You understand that? I do understand that. Let me ask you, how has this affected you mentally? I mean, are you now afraid of dogs when you see them anywhere? I wouldn't say afraid, but again, certainly this incident's uh, always in the back of my mind as I walk in the neighborhood and see other dogs coming the other direction. So I suppose you're going to be extra careful whenever you see a dog and you're walking, right? Maybe even turn around and go the other way. How about that? Yeah, I certainly uh, would do everything I can to not let this happen again. Well, it might be the smartest thing of all. Well, congratulations. You prevailed in this case.
Very interesting case indeed. Let's now join the judges for another session of After the Verdict. Marilyn, you mentioned that Florida is a strict liability state when it comes to dog bites. Most states are now. The yeah. original rule way back in the, uh, in the old days was you got one free bite. Right. Had, because if you got bit by a dog, you had to prove that the owner knew it was some kind of dangerous, vicious dog. Right. So but the owner most, had to know that the dog yeah. had bitten before. Wisely, That's the one virtually, thing. most yeah. of the states have, got, have done away with that. And it's strict liability. Unless, you're, unless you can show somebody's poking or prodding or tormenting your dog, you better be ready to take out your checkbook if the dog bites somebody, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And another thing that you noted in this case that I thought was interesting was that the defendant was using a retractable leash, which is about as useless or about as useful as a, as a glass hammer. They don't, they, don't, <laughs> they don't do any good at all. No, it's like a fence not, with a hole in it. Yeah. It just doesn't really uh, protect. Uh, they, they, you know, it, that is not in control of your dog, in my opinion, if you... Right. If you, you know, if the dog gets 10 more feet, right. I, I, I thought the witness from Norway was r really well spoken. And, um, but, you know, it was his testimony, too, where he said, well, the dog was 10 feet away from me. That's not really in control of your dog. Right. But, uh, but, you know, er everything else he was talking about, I thought he made a lot of sense that, oh, you got to be kidding me. This, go this swells into this kind of a case. Why wasn't he patient and waited for the rabies thing? Well, what would you do if you were in a hospital? and a dog had bitten you, how many hours are you going to wait and hope animal control conveys the information? And, and I agree with you. The puncture wound looked way worse than the scratch. It was starting to swell up, and it, it could have been deep. You don't really know. So I guess you just get the shot. But, uh, you know, I almost feel like I need to apologize to all the pit bulls out there because this was just a little chihuahua. And yeah, <laughs> you know, any dog can bite. It's not always the big dogs uh, that do it. And this uh, certainly not a typical Viking dog. Nope, but, uh, nope, it's not. Fellows, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, a cute little guy anyway. Have you ever had a case where you had somebody testify um, over Zoom or, or FaceTime or Skype or whatever mechanism in uh, your cases here in Dade County? I have, actually, and uh, I had a case from Norway. I had a, a guy who was a sailor in the Caribbean who accidentally shot a flare into his leg that shot into his calf while he was out on his sailboat, and it burned out in his calf. And... He ended up in the hospital in Miami. He was airlifted there. They were lucky to save his leg. But yeah, what I remember that case because they were they worked through you know like twelve hours. They saved right. his leg. Right. Then he uh, he and his son, who I think was a doctor, flew him. Tell us about that. Well, uh, interestingly, he was sailing in the Caribbean. He shot the flare. He was alone on a, on a big sailboat. He shot the flare off. It went into his leg. They took him to a hospital in a small Caribbean nation where they were basically trying to decide whether to cut his leg off at the knee or closer to the hip. And he got on the phone and called for a helicopter that flew him to Miami. And in Miami, a trauma surgeon saved his leg and saved his life and then later got sued for medical malpractice. But right. uh, that's what the lawsuit was about. So he got back to, to Norway, and then he ended up filing a medical malpractice suit. Exactly. Against, because it, it got Miami infected in Norway, Norway. And it got reinfected. And, no good deed goes unpunished. Perhaps. <laughs> so Darius from New York wants to know, Harvey, do you remember your first day working on the People's Court? Yes, I do. Um, it was really exciting. It was one of the first shows that I ever worked on. I was 27, 28 years old. And I remember thinking, God, is this thing going to work or not? It was fun to do. 
And what I really remember is after the first and second shows aired on television, that people were really receiving it well. It was a big hit, thanks to Judge Wapner. That will do it for this case. Litigants are inside the courtroom for the next one. This is the plaintiff, Samira Payne. She says she and the defendant worked together, and they became fast friends and were intimate with each other. He moved in with her, and when he needed money, she loaned it to him. She finally cut him off because he just kept asking for money, never paid it back. He moved out and now refuses to repay her the $3,000 she loaned him. So she's suing him. This is the defendant, Terrell Kendrick. He says they did what most couples do. They exchanged money back and forth with each other for various things during their relationship. He doesn't know what's triggering this lawsuit from the plaintiff because all this happened three years ago. Bottom line, there were never any loans between them. This lawsuit's invalid, and he thinks the judge will agree and side with him today. He's accused of messing with an ex. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff is suing the defendant because she says she loaned him a bunch of money. We've heard this before. And they broke up, and he won't pay, and she's suing. But the defendant says he doesn't know why the plaintiff is bugging him because she never loaned him any money, and he thinks she's just mad they're no longer together. It's the case of messing with an ex. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Ms. Payne, how is it that you meet Mr. Kendrick? We um, was working at an alternative high school. And what happened? I don't know. We kind of clicked. Like, we just became friends, like, fast friends. We had, like, the same interests. We did the same things. Did you ever have a relationship with him? I wouldn't say it was a relationship, like, in, like, the terms of I'm your man, you're my woman relationship. But, yeah, we did. We had sex. Okay. <laughs> um, now, were you dating someone else, and was he dating someone else, or? Yeah, he was dating someone else's. A lot of a few people. A few different I mean, people. I, but no. he never dated you. Whenever you were good enough for the booty call, but you weren't good enough to actually be in the relationship with him, huh? Well, I don't think it was kind of a booty call. He kind of like moved in, but we weren't like in a relationship. Well, after he moved out, you continued with him, right? Oh, yeah. How often would you see him? Oh, every day, almost. How was he able to keep a relationship with one person and see you every day like that? He wasn't in a relationship with the other girl either. He was like... Oh. The same. He just... (laughs) Was he... um, But he was... Was he candid about, look, I'm not going to be exclusive? Yeah. Were you always candid about your your wants, sir? Yes, most definitely. I like to be straight up, just so, you know, Straight up is straight up, then. You know, everybody's entitled to what they want out of life. Except I get the impression, Ms. Payne, from 2017 to, (laughs) according to you, April of 2018, you loan him a lot of money, right? According to you, it's $3,000. And can you afford to take that kind of hit? Not really. According to you, you're a single mom with your own struggles. Yeah. So then tell me, if you're a single mom with your own struggles and little humans who are dependent upon you, why is it that for a period of a year, you're giving this man money that you don't have to give him to the tune of $3,000? It was like he needed stuff. Well, what kind of stuff? The things you're saying he needed were weed, 
Because you actually have that on your list that he that he hit you well, up yeah, for money for weed. We, yeah, because we had an agreement about the weed. So that's not. I wouldn't say that that he needed something, right? A new coat. Uh, what else yeah. did he ask you for? An Amtrak ticket to where? What was that for? He has um, a son in Chicago, and then he had two children in Atlanta. So he was going to see his kids. Can I ask you a question? If he works, why is it that you have to support his weed habit and his paternity obligations? Because it was like he had a job, and then he lost his job, and then he was in transition to get a job. During the course of that year, or however many years this went on, did you ever ask him for the money? Yeah. The money was always like, I'm going to give it back to you when I get back on my feet. So I figured, like, he worked at the school for a year. Like, it's time for you to pay me back. So let me ask you a question, though. What did you want from Tyrell? At first, I was looking for, like, I guess, like, somebody just be there, like, comfort or whatever. I was going through a divorce, so it was, like, a lot. And that's what he was, like a friend. I could talk to him. We laughed. Like, we just vibed. The whole time, it was that. And then it became a lot because, like, the crazy girl started acting crazy. Oh, the crazy girls. Let's talk about that. So you buy him a coat, even though at the time you seem a little miffed that he's with someone else. Because yeah, where the hell is the bee you chose? Because, of course, it's a woman's job to buy the guy his coat. So I'm just kind of wondering. Let's look at November 16. It's an extra 35, I don't have blank. I get paid tomorrow, baby, I will pay it all back, no matter what, if you have it. Oh, on 2017, November 24th, he asks, what do I owe you total? That sounds really responsible. And you say, I don't know how much was the gas, but it was 285 before the gas. Did he ever end up paying that? No. Why would you keep loaning him money if he hadn't paid you back, though? Because it was always for a good reason. Not, I mean, not, okay, minus the weed. But most of it was, like, he needed to get to see the kids. Like, he needed to... Here's like, a text at the end of 2017. My whole effing world is disturbed again by you. I haven't been this worked up that I can't sleep. I effing hate you. I wish I never effing met your using blank. On January 27th, we couldn't go out like you planned, but you can go out alone. I don't expect much, and I don't even ask for anything from you, which is really true. Please, Terrell, I'm asking you, just don't sell me any more dreams. I need my money back ASAP. I am not in a place to allow you to keep the money. And he says, that's what be crazy. You'd be so quick to act off emotion. I had blank going on last night. We were supposed to go yesterday, and I still planned on going, but I will get you your things back. I mean, it's just kind of, it seems pretty much of a one-way street here, and I'm kind of wondering... Why it is, are any of your children girls? I have a bonus daughter. She's a girl. She's my ex-husband. Bonus daughter. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, would you want her to be in the position that you were in? No, of course not. I don't want any of my kids in this position. Right. So why did you do it to yourself? Put a pin in that, let that marinate, and let's hear from Mr. Kendrick. Mr. Kendrick, I have no problem with you deciding that you want to live your life a certain way, you don't want to be monogamous. That is completely within your prerogative. I'd like you to be safe about it. I see some texts where she's saying, why are you out of condoms? But I would like to understand from you, why is it you're always hitting up this woman for money? Especially since there's not a whole lot in it for her. And I can tell from all these texts where she's crying about how she can't get you out of her head that you know that she was falling for you for years. So why do you keep her in this status and continuously take money from her when you know you're hurting her? Because she made it very clear how much you're hurting her. It was more so, too, like a, a friendship. You know, like it was like back and forth. Of course, we did the things, like you said, when couples do. 
you know, that's the thing they do. You know, um, if I ain't got it right now, you know, I might, you know, borrow it, give it right back. Type things like, uh, but it was never to the magnitude. I never see her asking you for money. So where's the back and forth? It seems really one-sided. Well, you got the text messages from one side. I'm not the type, you know, I didn't No, 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 no. I've got the text messages. Trust me, she didn't pick and choose. She gave me everything. <laughs> so why do you think she's suing you now? I'm not sure. I've been going through a lot these last. Oh, I think I think you're sure. Have you been seeing each other? Not this year because of the whole pandemic thing, but like we became like best. I call him my best friend. Like and Terrell, no, we'd have been through a lot with each other. So it's not like this is just out of the blue. It's right. But here's where the problem lies, Miss Payne. I know that you wanted more from him, didn't you? Yeah, at a point. Yeah, because I read the text where you're saying, I want a relationship, you want, don't want a relationship, you got to get out of my head, you can't keep doing this to me, and then the next day he's over knocking on your door, well, and you're letting him in. Kind of not, because... Bad idea. Like it's a great idea if you don't care. If you care the same way he cares, and it doesn't matter, then, it, then you know, live your life safely, but... If you care, if it's hurting you, if you want more, maybe you shouldn't be in this position where it's one-sided and someone's sucking you dry, and then all of a sudden you don't have it anymore to give, and what happens? Are you seeing him less at that point? Oh, no. We still no? call each other. He's, he's... Are you still having physical... Excuse me, excuse me. When was the last time you guys hung out before you got the lawsuit? Uh, it was probably like a, like a month or a couple of weeks before that. Like I said, I, I pull up. I, I don't even I don't even need to knock. You know, I just go open the door. You know, I know the kids, I know the family, from the mom to the sister. You know, so you know it kind of hit me from left field. It's like wow. You know, did you did she warn that. you that she was gonna? She did send you a text saying you owe me the money and I really want the money. And then you're like, what? This is out of left field. But did she tell you she was gonna sue you? No, I didn't. I didn't know exactly what was going on with that. Like I say, for one, that, that text message just came out the blue. Then, do you think uh, you owe her any money, or do you feel like you paid her back anything that you were supposed to pay her back? Who's the woman who just peeked out from the from the threshold? Who's that woman? Slow down. What woman are you talking about? I don't know. Somebody just Somebody peeked said. over through that doorway. <laughs>
What upsets me is that I've read these texts and I know it doesn't work for you. You wanted more, he wouldn't give you more, but then you just gave in constantly. And I think that you should have a little more respect for yourself. And if you're gonna do that, it's bad enough that you do that and your emotions and your body are hostage, but your bank account is hostage and then you come in 2020 and want me to go back three years ago to try to figure out what the right sum is that he didn't pay or he did pay and try to figure out what of that is you buying it, buy, trying to buy him and trying to figure out uh, to get his attention away from whoever else he's given the attention to that's upsetting you. And I'm supposed to come up with a, a legal debt and say you need to pay her that? I've looked through this so carefully and I can't because you didn't. You could say you kept a running tally or you, you might have just written the tally, I don't know. But not once in those texts do you say, past 2017, hey, your balance is X. The last time you say what the balance was, which would be a very clear indicator of him owing you, was in 2017. So based on that, I don't feel that you've sustained your burden and I'm ruling in favor of the defendant. But I hope that the lesson in this is that you examine what you feel your worth is because it's worth a lot more than what you were settling for. Good luck to both of you. So the plaintiff fails in her bid to make the, uh, the have the judge make the defendant give her $3,000. It didn't work. Ms. Payne, let me ask you, what are you thinking about what the judge just had to say to you? And she had a lot to say. <laughs> he know he owed it. And he know he never gave me any money back at all. And by the way, if he came by I, tonight and knocked on your door, would you let him in? Would you let him back in? Oh, yeah, Terrell is my friend. Like, that, the money and the, the situation was that, that's different. But Terrell is, my, like, my best friend. Like, we have a different relationship. It has nothing to do with money. I mean, the, the you know, what was 2017. This is, like, no, we're friends. Like he said, he's, right. like, family. Okay. Well, that's the judge's decision. Mr. Kendrick, let me ask you. How do, how do you respond? I'm sure you feel pretty good about what the judge said, don't you? Um, to, to a certain extent, but like I said, that is still my friend. So, um, you know, I still want to uh, kind of come to some kind of resolve. Uh, like I said, she, she is a beautiful person, beautiful friend. So uh, just try to come to some kind of resolve and, you know, just get, in, get everything back in, uh, in motion. All right, sir. Well, that's it. So you, you prevailed today. Good for you. Now, it's time for another session of After the Verdict. Let's join the judges. Well, in this case, you went through two years of text messages back and forth. And I'll bet when you started looking through the text messages, you said to yourself, I'm going to piece this puzzle together, and it's all going to come out for me right in black and white exactly what I should do. And it didn't quite Yeah, or I wouldn't have spent the four hours <laughs> looking at him, right? <laughs> Instead, you saw a sea of gray, and it wasn't really clear that this was a loan rather than a gift and an ongoing relationship where money was going back and forth, right? right. You, as you know, because you were a civil judge for so many years, it's, you know, when you have these situations where there's a relationship and there's money flowing back and forth, if you expect to get... Money flowing back and forth is what you expect in a relationship. Right. So if you expect to get paid, you've 
you should have some kind of indication that the person is going to pay you back. Exactly. Well, God help me if you're keeping an accounting between us. I hope not. <laughs> God, I, I don't have one. And I'm afraid I'm going to be on the short end at some point. But they, look, he's still, uh, they still apparently have affection for each other. They're still going to be friends. The door might still be open. That's I no great. Idea. But, you know, you know uh, maybe they should keep the debts and the money going back and forth right. non-existent so that they can keep the friendship. Right. I'm, it's kind of ironic that a lawsuit doesn't ruin a friendship. Good for them. It is pretty incredible. Ms. Payne said, hey, I gave all the money, I gave all the love, and all I got back was pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, uh, and she's willing to open the well, door again. I guess not that much. Pain. I don't know. Siobhan in Chicago wants to know, I'm a first-time landlord and my tenant moved out. What do I legally have to do to refresh the property before I re-rent it? There is no legal obligation to refresh property, but you have to make sure that it's habitable, that there are no safety or health concerns. If there are, you do have to fix it before re-renting.